It's Pete McMurray in the Skyline Studios. You know, people are hesitant. You're hesitant to go out. How safe is it to go out? Let's welcome in the director of the Department of Public Health in Illinois, Dr. Ngaze Nzike. Doctor, thanks for coming on with us again. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, first of all, we haven't talked since the first month of the pandemic when everybody was locked down. Give me your thoughts on how you feel the quarantine went and people staying at home. No, people were great. I am so grateful to the people of Illinois for being so compliant with what is such a I mean, it's a novel virus, but it was a novel uh, request to have people stay at home, not go to school, minimize, you know, just essential movement. But but we did it. We all did it, and that flattened the curve, and it decreased the transmission rate of this virus, and it decreased the number of people in the hospital, and it decreased the number of deaths everywhere in all age groups and all ethnicities. So I am so proud of Illinois. And, you know, last weekend we saw all these states that were spiking, like Florida was up 165 percent, Texas One in 10 Texans have the coronavirus, which is crazy. But you look at the map of the United States over the weekend, and thankfully, Illinois hasn't really spiked. Well, yeah, we haven't, but we also uh, have taken our time in terms of uh, reopening. And so as we have, you know, we graduated to phase four last Friday. So really, it's been uh, in the last you know, five days or so that we've had a large number of, of businesses and facilities that are opened up, albeit at lower, you know, much lower capacity. So it's really incumbent on everyone to continue doing the right thing with all that is open. If we don't do the masking or the face covering uh, and the hand washing and the distancing, we can't have all those places open with, you know, of course, increased numbers of individuals mm-hmm. and think that we won't have the infection spread. So the the mitigation measures have to go hand in hand with the opening. You know, Dr. Fauci has been saying the last two weeks that this is the crucial time right now, especially Fourth of July weekend when everybody is out and about. Can you explain to people why it's very crucial right now to keep the masks on and keep the numbers down? No, I mean, obviously, with potential for congregating and getting together and socializing, you know, right before uh, our stay at home, you know, there was the potential of having, you know, mass St. Patrick's Day parades. And so if those had all happened, that would have just been so many opportunities for people to get infected and just increase the positivity rate and increase the number of cases. Likewise, we're at another critical time that if a lot of people get infected again, we could just essentially set the clock back and start this process all over again. And nobody wants that. Are your biggest fears this summer that people are letting their guard down and they're they're going to stop wearing their masks from time to time? Is that one of your biggest fears? Of course. Of course I'm concerned. Fatigue is normal. You know, battle fatigue. They've been doing the right thing <laughs> yes. for so long, and yes. now they're, 
you know, they want to be over it. They want it to be gone. They want to wish it away. Unfortunately, that doesn't work. The virus is still here. We've got to get um, to the point where we understand that we have to coexist with COVID, and that means getting cozy with our with our face coverings and understanding that that's going to be how it's going to be for a while. Right. Nobody likes wearing the mask, but look at New York City. They made the announcement this week that they're not going to have any inside dining. New York is on the uptick. We don't want that to happen in the state. Don't. We no. don't. We don't. We all have to band together. One person not wearing a face covering and maybe being infected without without knowing it could unwittingly infect, you know, any number of people. And then those people go on to infect any number of people. And then you're right back where we started. We can't let that happen. The power is actually in each of our hands. And everybody's action or inaction will determine the fate of the state. The director of the Department of Public Health on the phone with us, Dr. Nzike. Uh, Give me your thoughts on a few things here. I'll name a few things off, like letting fans in stadiums like Wrigley Field and Sox Park. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you're talking about large numbers of people. We are... We're moving forward with that with very, very low capacity. Uh, it's outdoors as opposed to indoors, so we know that that's a better venue. And, of course, we're still going to have people wearing their masks and groups being, you know, if you're at a very low capacity, that gives everybody the ability to spread out. But I do have to caution that, you know, with games and excitement, we're not just sitting quietly like we would be maybe at a, at a movie or in a class, uh, maybe in a, at a lecture. We're going to have shouting and screaming, mm-hmm. and that will mean that uh, the spread of droplets will go further and farther. And so, you know, maybe we need more than six feet of distance. So we just have to be mindful of that, and that's why the, the face coverings are so important. How about swimming pools and swimming in lakes? It's going to be 90 degrees this weekend for 4th of <laughs> July, and a lot of us are going to be swimming. Yeah. So there, I've been following the data closely. I haven't seen any cases tied to actually uh, swimming pool transmission via the water. Um, it's still going to be a problem of, you know, the the distancing and the coverings. You know, when you're out of the water, maybe poolside or beachside congregating. That's that's what we have to to be careful about and make sure that we don't transmit the virus in that. Underwater, you're not going to, we don't think you're going to catch the virus there. But as you're coming out, um, that's when we have to be careful and still maintain that distance whenever, at at every time. Uh, Dr. Nzike, what about going back to church? When do you see that happening? Well, I know that uh, churches are open. Uh, I think many have seen how, how, popular the the online or the virtual services and i know a lot of churches i've talked to a lot of leaders of different uh religious organizations of of different faiths and they said wow we've had such a broad reach people who weren't even members of the uh organization or the religious body have have come to know of us through through the virtual or the online presentation so i think that's still a great option i think if you're going to go in person again we've had lots of of um, episodes or outbreaks associated with with church gatherings. We've seen significant outbreaks associated with, uh, you know, choir rehearsals. Again, the singing, the, yeah. the laughing, the, you know, 
exaltations, if you will, all of that will cause more spread of the droplets. So we have to be wary of that, and we have to remember, especially we have, you know, a lot of older individuals who may have comorbid conditions. Uh, I know many of those people like to go to their religious organizations uh, and their practices, but again, it is a, it is still high risk. The virus is still there, uh, so we have to do what we can to, to limit limit exposure, and especially for our most vulnerable residents. Yeah, what would you say to the seniors that are listening right now that are very nervous about going out? If they take the proper precautions, it's okay to get out there? I would say if you can stay in, um, you're still safer in. But I, we want people to get outside, get fresh air, get the sunlight, get their vitamin D, get their exercise, and do that safely. You know, you can walk around by yourself. I think when you put a face covering on, I think it also signals and reminds other people like, oh, yeah, this person is trying to be safe. And I think that also encourages people to keep their distance and and respect, you know, the distancing that has to occur. So, you know, it's okay to be outside. I don't want people to fear leaving their home, mm-hmm. but doing it safely and not doing it in the midst of large gatherings and crowds, that's what we want to guard against, if at all possible. A lot of us are walking around outside because it is summertime. I have a dog. I walk my dog. I do not wear a mask when I walk a dog, and I'm very mindful of people walking down the street. I'll walk on the other side of the street. Is mm-hmm. that okay not to wear a mask outside if you're walking or if you're running or exercising as long as you're staying socially distant away from other people? Well, I always want to give the best advice. So if someone said, you know, what's the way to prevent heart disease? And I said, you know, don't smoke, exercise, eat right. You know, if you do two out of three, yeah, that's good. But doing three out of three is the best. So I'm always going to tell you all of the things that you can do because all of that is additive and gives you the most bang for your buck, gives you the most protection. But obviously, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. But I'm going to stick with saying the more protective things you can do, the more protected you are. You are the head of the Department of Public health in the state. Have you been to a restaurant? I have. I have been outdoor dining. Uh, I let them know ahead of time uh, (laughs) that I was coming. Can you imagine Uh, (laughs) you showing up at a restaurant, how freaked out the owner would be? Uh, And, uh, you know, they had it set. I think they measured right before I came and make sure I'm six feet away. But, um, no, I I mean, I have kids. They they have been cooped up. You know, I'm trying to have them not go stir-crazy. So we are trying to be as safe as possible. You know, but it was a problem that, you know, there were people that came towards me and, you know, you're trying not to be rude, but you have to tell people, oh, excuse me, <laughs> you know, right. uh, and you're, you know, trying to eat, but then you put your mask on to kind of signal. And so that usually prompts people. Um, but yeah, so there definitely uh, is risk still out there. It's never going away, even doing all the things that we can. So just, you know, because things are open uh, doesn't mean you necessarily have to go. And if you go to an establishment and you see that most people in there are, are, are not using face coverings and they're not really promoting the six foot of distancing, you know, then, you know, maybe you talk with your pocketbook and go find a place that yeah, get is out of there. adhering to the measures, you know, with more, with more consistency. 
the last time we spoke, I said, what do you miss most being in the quarantine? And you said tennis. Have you been playing tennis and do you wear I a mask? Have. I have. So I do. I do um, have a mat. Tennis is actually a very natural way to be distanced. You know, you have opponents on the other side, you know, of the of the net. You know, you can we, we literally I literally had a match yesterday. And so, you know, if it's time to change sides, you change on that side. I'll change on this side. You know, so it's really a natural way to distance um, when I play with uh, my husband and we take on other couples. Again, really easy. You know, my husband is obviously already, you know, in my circle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can just switch sides with our opponents on the opposite sides of the court. But it's a great exercise. Get out there, get some sun, get some cardio, um, burn some calories, because I'm probably not the only one that has gained COVID-19 in Mm -hmm. terms of pounds, and I'm trying to see if I can get it (laughs) off. (laughs) Um, Last question, very serious question. I know we, we talked about this in the past. This fall, when it starts getting cooler and the flu season starts, how worried are you about an uptick, about a spike? Yeah, no, no, that's a real concern. Um, yes, I think about that a lot. Uh, my teams are working on that right now. We're thinking about what kind of, you know, innovative, creative uh, campaign we can launch to tell people if you weren't someone who was a fan of flu shots before, hopefully you will reconsider it this year. We really can't afford to have this combination of maybe a surge of the COVID-19 along with the expected flu vaccine illness, which mm-hmm. again is something that we we know happens every year. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, people will really think about getting their flu shot, that they will get it early. You know, we don't, there's possibility that having uh, the flu illness and then superimposed COVID illness, like, I don't know what that will do. That, I mean, that just means a sicker, sicker person. Right. So we really don't want to have, you know, that dual diagnosis. So if at least we have a vaccine that can help with one. Let's really have a, a high uptake of that. We're still waiting on the COVID vaccine, um, but we really do, uh, we are concerned that that combination out there at the same time could really be hard on people who um, who probably already would have been in a not great shape with just one. Right. So, doctor, I always appreciate your time. I know you're super busy and and do you want to repeat this uh, talk in Spanish before we go? <laughs> I'd be happy to. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. we got to go to news. <laughs> Dr. Ngaze and ZK, thank you so much. Happy Fourth of July, and we'll talk again soon. Same to you. Thank you so much.